Hello, you're listening, you are listening to, to SRM Student Radio Master on 107.5 FM. Do you Yes, the microphones are on tonight. My name is Shyam doing the tech tonight. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTV 107.5 FM. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is being broadcast from the studios of RTV in, in Banka Studios on Banka Strat. And today we have a special episode coming up. Uh, we are really delighted to welcome uh, Paloma Perez, the producer of the podcast. I am my best friend. Paloma, can you please introduce yourself to our audience and also say a little bit about your podcast? Yes, hello everybody and welcome to my podcast. I am my best friend. So if you're new here, I'm very, very happy that you're coming onto this journey because I'm currently in the midst of restarting my podcast. Um, a bit about me, I'm a psychology student here at Maastricht Uni um, and I've been here since August. So a lot of my time here has just been about settling here and trying to get accustomed to living in a completely new country. And yeah, so a bit about what has been happening to the people that have been listening to the podcast for a while. So essentially, um, as you might know, I started this podcast in August of 2021 and I uploaded episodes like every two weeks and I was very much in the flow. But then as of last summer, I felt a bit uninspired and a bit stagnant. And then, as I say, I did move here to the Netherlands from a different country and it took me quite a while to get used to everything. So that's kind of why I haven't been here for a while. But I am back and there are going to be a few changes, actually. So if you have been listening to the podcast, you know that my focus was a lot on mental health and sex um, and also a lot on empowerment. But I have learned a lot in the past few months coming, as I say, to a completely different place, entering academia. And the main thing I realized is that <laughs> academia and the space that I'm currently in is incredibly white and colonized. So I realized that I w essentially want to create an alternative platform that allows for people to come here and share decolonized perspectives and essentially just spread decolonized resources. And of course, I still want my focus to be mental health and sex, but I want to look at it from a different perspective and from a non-necessarily Western and European-centered focus and lens, but rather an intersectional and decolonized perspective. So with that, of course, there will be a lot of changes to the podcast but I am incredibly excited for that I'm very excited to have a lot of guests here and to talk to different people about this and yeah of course we are still our best friends here even if I might change the name of the podcast as well but it's still very important that that there is a focus on, on self-love and self-empowerment in this podcast and yeah so I'm very very happy about that Today's episode will be quite important or it is quite important to me to talk about this topic. It is about consent and also about something called um, arousal non-concordance, which I will be explaining later. But for now, I hand back to you. Thank you very much. I think I'm also very, uh, very curious uh, to hear your perspectives, also given your background in psychology and neuroscience. It does make a lot of sense. And... I think now we'll take a short break. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Paloma, for introducing the, the podcast and yourself. We'll be listening to the song called Introduction, Come on, The Soiree. So I think it's the perfect way to start the soiree. 
talking about consent. Thank you very much, uh, John JHSW Wylacker, for um, giving us consent to to use your uh, to use tracks. This uh, this track um, is is indeed by by John JHSW from UAOHMS Studios, made in Maastricht, as you will find on Bandcamp under the name for this particular album, Glitchy Botnik and Striker F Legacy. So, I think it's time to hit it. <laughs> Clacky botnik, clacky botnik, anti-prom, 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back. This is Student Radio Maastricht on RTE 107.5 FM. What you were listening to there is the song Introduction, the Soiree. What a start to the episode. Thank you very much, uh, Kletchi Botnik and Striker of Legacy for uh, well letting us uh, use use and promote your, your one of your, your songs from your album, Antipron. And my name is Sham, doing the tech uh, tonight. Uh, this is Student Radio Maastricht. And a little bit about the song. So... This song is a of this entire album. The album uh, "Antipron" is an experimental work by by JHSW. Its lyrics are quite deep, brutal, gruesome, and violent and uncensored. It was um, it was supposed to be made into a film at some point, but they decided, uh, due to the graphic content, to turn it into well, this amazing, amazing album called "Antipron." You can find this at jhsw.bandcamp.com where you can find all his other albums as well. So please check it out. And in the meantime, we are we are going back to, to the main content of tonight. Uh, Paloma Perez is here with us in the studio um, introducing her, her podcast. And yeah, Paloma, can you please uh, carry on? Yes, of course. So welcome back, everybody. As we mentioned earlier, um, this is a podcast about mental health and sex and with a decolonized lens. Today, perhaps not as much, but we will be talking about consent today. And I have talked about this in previous episodes, but today we will be looking at it from a bit of a different perspective. And again, I find it so important that I want to reiterate the importance of this topic essentially so before we get into specifics i think we should talk about consent in a general sense and when we talk about consent i think it is crucial to acknowledge that there are so many misconceptions around this topic i have a lot of examples um, about this actually so the first example that i can think of if you hear this you might think oh no this doesn't occur anymore as much this might be something that used to happen but doesn't happen anymore but I think this is still quite a prevalent idea so I will explain with the following examples so one of the biggest misconceptions around consent is that as soon as you're in a committed relationship or in any kind of relationship that consent is kind of seen as a given or that a partner has to be willing to engage in any sexual activity at any point whether they want to or not and you might think, oh, this sounds very weird, but I actually have um, heard this quite a lot. And I found I, this is incredibly fucked up. I, it's really crazy to, to think that this occurs sometimes when 
in reality, I think hopefully we can agree that consent really is something dynamic, is essentially ever changing. It it requires constant asking and communicating and reassuring that both people are feeling safe and both people are okay with what is happening and also that um, the needs of both people or more people are being met and essentially with the idea that you know that as soon as you're in a relationship that that means or that equals giving consent that is completely undermined so yeah that's a very fucked up misconception i think that's still quite prevalent about consent and then there's another example that i was thinking of um, earlier today which has happened to me as well so let's say i'm having foreplay with a partner and i realize okay I've been enjoying this, but I don't know where I want this to go. I don't really want this to go any further. And I express it through insecurity or I just say, oh, I'm not really sure about this. I essentially, yeah, express that I'm not really sure. But what has happened to me, and I have talked to other people about this as well, is essentially that the partner just keeps on going and also then tries to convince me to keep on going or convinces me that, you know, I'll get into it when... That is also a bit messed up because even if I'm not clearly saying no, I'm already showing that I'm not very interested or that I don't want to keep on going. And that kind of leads me to the key message of this whole podcast. So if you want to take away anything from this whole episode, it's the following thing. It's essentially that anything that's not a clear yes is a no. Um, so if your partner is is not sure about something or says something like hmm uh, I don't know or I'm not sure then just stop what you're doing and you know use that opportunity to communicate and see what's really going on and don't just keep on going or don't try and convince the other person to do something they don't want to do and of course this is a, a two-sided thing as well we all have the responsibility to kind of express whether we want something or not but as I say Anything that's not a clear yes is a no. And I really want this to be the, the key takeaway from this whole episode, essentially. And this leads me to this very big term that I've come across recently, which is essentially arousal non-concordance. As I say, it sounds like a big word, but let's just break it down. Arousal is essentially just a state of feeling alert or in a sexual context, this could mean feeling sexually excited. And then non-concordance just means not in agreement or not consistent. So what does this mean? Essentially, arousal non-concordance describes the lack of relationship between our physical responses and how we subjectively experience arousal. What does this mean? Essentially, what this means is that a person can have a physical response to a sexual stimulus, for example, increased genital blood flow, but that does not necessarily mean that the person actually wants to have sex or that they're subjectively enjoying this experience. This can go in two ways, essentially. So on one hand, you can have an increased physical response. So what I just mentioned, you can have increased genital blood flow. You can be a person with a vagina, you can become wet or a person with a penis can become hard while you're actually not subjectively interested in what is happening right now. So imagine you're you're watching porn and you get hard, but you're actually not subjectively interested in what is happening. So that's one side of arousal non-concordance. And then you have the other side, 
where you can actually have a decreased physical response while you are actually aroused. So an example here would be that you're making out with a partner and then you move from foreplay and you decide, okay, we want to move to penetration. But your partner says, hey, you're not wet. Are you actually interested or not? Well, you are interested, but your body is not showing that. So that can also be arousal non-concordance. So there's two sides to it all. And the main idea here is that that your body has essentially learned to respond to sexual stimuli um, with a strong physical response. And that does not have to mean that you're actually interested or subjectively aroused um, in regards to the sexual stimulus. So there's a lot of terms that I've thrown around now. So I'm going to try to apply it more to, to consent again to try and explain this topic a bit more. So understanding what arousal non-concordance means will help us a lot in understanding consent. I would like to put out a little trigger warning here. I will be mentioning assaults and uh, perhaps sexual violence. And also we'll be talking about victims a bit later on. So if that's triggering to you, please perhaps skip this episode or, or listen in a bit later. I think there's quite a big myth and also again a misconception about non-consensual actions. I think we have this idea that if we were to be in a non-consensual situation sexually, our bodies will not respond. I think we often have this idea that we will not feel aroused at all. But arousal non-concordance would explain that that is not always the case. So if we were to be in a non-consensual setting, our body still might be displaying a physiological response while we're very obviously not interested or not aroused by what is happening, subjectively speaking. Has this happened to you that you said no in some kind of sexual setting, but your partner said oh but you're so wet or you're so hard and again you're very clearly saying no this the subjective experience is very clear i'm not interested but your body is showing something else because it has learned to respond to a sexual stimulus and what is the key takeaway here again is just that we need to listen to our subjective experience essentially to what we want what we like we need to listen to our own needs and desires instead of focusing on the physiological experience and focusing on oh she's wet so she must be aroused and yeah unfortunately consent is breached quite a lot when it comes to arousal non-concordance or, or it can be explained by that i guess and that's again where i will put out the little trigger warning so please skip this part if this triggers you in any sense but there has been a lot of issues, for example, in legal cases where victims had orgasms or were aroused physically. And then this is in the US. So the jury essentially was convinced that this person was actually interested in what was happening, although their consent was very clearly breached and they were not interested in what was happening. So that's that's really, really problematic. And another thing that that happens a lot is that and i found this in in a few studies is that victims are actually less likely to report their abuse if they were aroused during the abuse and and this is just because there's so much self-blame and shame that often happen when, when victims of assaults and sexual violence notice that they are aroused during the act but now understanding what arousal non-concordance means we know that being aroused while you're literally, while someone is completely breaching your, your consent and completely undermining you as a human being, just because you're physically reacting to that does not mean 
that you're subjectively into it or interested and i think that's so so important and it's really important that we do talk about arousal non-concordance and that we start doing a bit more research about it and, and learning what it really really means because obviously i have broken it down in a in a very basic way as well and i think what really needs to be done is not only to talk about this topic but especially for people who work very closely and are essentially the first contact for victims to know about this topic to know what arousal non-concordance means to explain this to the victims and to let them know that it is not their fault or that they're just because they were physiologically aroused does not mean that they gave consent or anything like that so i think it's really important for people who who work in that field to be aware of this and yeah that also leads me a bit to what we can do and i think we have this responsibility as well is, is the first thing is to talk about these topics again so if you can try and talk to your friends about um, their experiences with consent try and read more about arousal non-concordance so if you didn't really fully understand what i was saying then read more about it listen to other podcasts perhaps talk to your friends about it talk to them about their experiences and your experiences really openly try and talk about this and i think that's incredibly important that we all have this understanding of consent and of arousal non-concordance again i will repeat it over and over because it is so important And then the other thing which kind of goes hand in hand with consent is is that we learn for ourselves how to define very clear boundaries. And when it comes to boundaries, I love to look at the BDSM and King community because I feel like they are the best example for boundaries. Essentially, consent is like the very basis of that community. And there's always very, very clear boundaries and rules that are communicated clearly. And there's always safe words that are used. It's always ensured that everyone who is participating really and truly does feel safe at any given time. So again, there is this, this consecutive reassurance that everyone is doing well. As I was saying earlier on, consent is dynamic and ever-changing. And that's why I feel it is incredibly important that we figure out what are our own boundaries and then also to be able to communicate that and to be in a safe space where people listen to our boundaries as well and acknowledge them. Yeah, I did listen to a TED, TED talk about this topic and the, the talker, she's a sex educator, She said something in the very end that I also want to close with essentially is um, my genitals do not tell you what I want or like. I do. And I think that really sums up everything very well. It again explains how, how we might have a physiological response but might not be interested. It explains, it highlights the value of, of listening to each other and of communicating our needs and desires and of again this key takeaway that anything that is not a clear yes is always going to be a no with that i also want to thank everyone for yeah for being back on this journey with me for listening again and since we, this podcast is still called i am my best friend i hope you do something today that 
demonstrates that you're your best friend that you show a lot of love to yourself today and yeah i hope that you know that you're <laughs> very very loved always and i'm very glad to give back to you thank you so much oh that was uh, that was a very touching touching topic also very personal and uh and also very very professionally uh uh put forth thank you very much uh, paloma you. Perez, uh for that uh, fantastic introduction and yeah as always on student radio maastricht we learned something new actually uh the the album for the of the song that we played earlier the uh, introduction soiree song from the album um antipron by kletchy botnik and striker of legacy also has some 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 dark content uh within so thank you very much once again um Well, in this case, I will say Kletchy Botnik and Striker of Legacy as alter egos for the project JHSW Universe. And um, towards towards the end of the show, we, are, we will be uh, going to our uh, DJ set uh, partners, Moza Musica, and borrowing one of their sets uh, to, to end, the, end the show. This one is by Christian Pachters. So enjoy and please join us next time. Thank you for tuning in. This is Student Radio Maastricht. Thank you very much. RTV, uh, RTV Maastricht and Bunker Studios for letting us use your space. Enjoy.
This is Student Radio Maastricht on RT 107.5 FM. Thanks for tuning in. What you're listening to is a set by Christian Pactus. Thanks to our partners, Moza Musica. Enjoy.